With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. Everybody's disappeared it, just as the show started. Iguana so, eyes. Fuck waiting for this shit. I'm off. Iguana. Hello, David Moffat. Iguana eyes. Welcome to the show and things. Yeah. Nice to have you here. This is the most unprepared we've been for one of these, actually, you know. You know, like two weeks ago. Mm. That was an optimistic time, wasn't it? Full yeah. of hope and yeah. quizzes, quizzes, and amusing <laughs> news stories from around the world. Yeah. This week, nothing. Nothing. Haven't you done anything? No, I've done nothing. I've prepared nothing. This is the danger with podcasts, which require preparation. Some work. Yeah. No one's going to do it, and if I'm the one who has to do it, then even more so, no one's going to do it. Yeah. Oh, dog. So well, we so we just have to make this one up on the fly then. We just have to it's make kind this of, one up on the fly. It kind of sounds like our form anyway, doesn't it really? It does. It is our form. Disorganised and, and rude. And all that. Just, you know. Disorganised and rude. and rude. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Well, well, I'll do some organisation, eh, shall I? I've got to find something to amuse you in a, in a sort of morning show type thing. I, do you know, I still haven't seen a morning show, though. That's the you thing. See, I think you need to do that. Student. So, what, what, I, I don't want to, though. You don't want I to? Don't I don't want I mean, to. are we talking breakfast ones, the, the the early ones? So, Good Morning Britain and... Is uh, that still a thing, Good Morning I Britain? I believe it with, is, yeah. With uh, who, Mike Morris and Roland Rat and <sighs> Anne Diamond. I really don't think that those people do it anymore, no. Did Anne Diamond die? I hey feel Google, like she did. is Anne Diamond still alive? Come on. She's not listening to you. Hey Google, is Anne Diamond still alive? <laughs> what a question. Sorry, I don't know how to help with that. Well, you look up Anne she Diamond means, and find she out means, if she's uh, dead or not. That's what you, Is. Mean, Anne Margaret Diamond is. That's all you need to know, really, isn't it? That, not unless, unless the next word <laughs> dead. No, is a British journalist and broadcaster. Was she a journalist? That's well, yeah. Generous. yeah. <laughs> She's 63. Really? Is she still married to um, that guy? Mike Hollingsworth. Was that who, who she she's was been married, married to? to for 10 years? Uh, no, she was married to him for 10 years between 89 and 99. Who was. Oh, I don't know. Because they had a daytime show, didn't they? they Anne Diamond <laughs> and her husband had a daytime show on BBC One that ran against Richard and Judy on ITV. Well, it says that he was a what? Uh, it was a television director. Well, no, she was on the program with her husband. Now I have to look look this up. Do you mean Nick Owen? Nick Owen, yes. No, that's not a husband. She was. She was married to. Nick she Owen. was not. Don't lie. Then I think they had a, a long term affair. No, you can't. Splits from wife after 32 years together in 2009. Because he was boning Anne Diamond. No, don't be ridiculous. Why is that ridiculous? Well, that's... That's, not, <laughs> that's what happened. I remember it clearly. What? You remember that Nick was doing Anne. Nick and Anne. People from around the world aren't going to know what's going on here. Uh, fuck them. 
Um, I'm not thinking of Pebble Mill, and she was married to Nick Owen. You're all wrong. Amicable split. We're on good terms. With who? Nick Owen. Nick Owen and his there wife. There you go. And Diamond. I thought we were talking about Anne Diamond. Yeah, but she didn't do Anne. They didn't. They didn't. Who? Nick Owen and his wife, Anne Diamond. That's Anne Diamond in the photo. It's not his wife. Never has been his wife. They've never had an affair. None of that. They just worked together on the TV show. She was married to another dude. She's not been married since or before. Who's Nick Owen's wife then? Well, she left him in 2009, oh, as I've just to said. That Welsh lady? Jill Lavery. Is she that Welsh lady? She she's a on, nurse. She was on Watchdog. She used to present Watch. No, Crime Watch. She, she's a crime nurse. Who not was the a woman TV who did present- Crime Watch then? Oh my God. Are you talking about Lynn Foldswood? Lynn Foldswood, yes. My head's melting now. Was she not- Are we just going on a roller coaster who ride of daytime to, TV then? presenters? No, Crime Watch is. That's a night time. Well, it's it is half really. Past nine at the early. Don't have nightmares, they said. Yeah. It was it, on at night. Well, because it's real. And some of it was scary. Yeah. I always watched it, though, when I was a child. I'd give myself nightmares. I only watched it when I was a child, and I never gave myself... What, did you get nightmares about? No, I didn't really. Uh, I think I was upset by the Susie Lamplew thing. That was upsetting. What was that? Well, she went to show... She was an estate agent, and she went to show a house and was brutalised and kidnapped and all sorts for hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think she died. There's now a Susie Lamplew trust that goes around and trains people in... A workplace safety when you're visiting homes and things like that and checking in and uh, wow. how to give out uh, secret calls and that kind of thing to make sure people know that you're in danger, that kind of thing. Wow, I didn't know. Yeah. So she didn't die in vain. She died very horribly. Well, yeah. But, yeah. Well, that, that's a downer. Yeah, sorry about that. Anyway, so that's why they put it on at night time and said don't have nightmares. So in the morning... We've got, um, what's that other guy? Mike Morris, is it? Yeah. Him with the moustache. Who's me he married to? Lynn Fallsworth. You're just being obnoxious now. All right, when I join in. You're not joining in, though. You're trying to take <laughs> over. You're trying to steal my thing. I, that wasn't a th- I genuinely thought those people were, were... Emma wants to cuddle in with some unsolved mysteries. <laughs> yes. And her body is missing. Not Not Emma's. Susa, Susie Lampau. Lamplu. Lampoog. Plu. Plu. I mean, yeah, call in. We'll talk some unsolved mysteries. I'm a, I'm a big fan of them. She like all that stuff, yeah? I do. I like a good mystery. The game is afoot and all that shit. <laughs> you know, like Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Data on Star Trek. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember. Do they know who killed Jill, Jill Dando? Was it the Russians? I don't know. Did they find him? Well, they arrested that guy and he went to prison and then they let him go because he apparently didn't do it. Jill Dando killer. Let's have a look. Poor Jill. Hitman reveals he knows who killed Jill Dando but fears he'll become a target if he says so. Yeah, they haven't found him. Wow. But it was ordered by a Mr. Big, apparently. Really? What did Jill Dando Dando do? (laughs) What did Jill Dando do to piss off Mr. Big? I don't know. Emma, do you know what Jill Dando did? Oh, no, but do you know what? I um, actually met the person who was falsely arrested for her murder. Oh, really? What's his name? Uh, was it Barry Barrett, George? Bar- Barry George. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I met him. 
he came into uh, the bank I worked in. Oh, did he? Um, nice chap, very sweaty. Um, but, you know, fairly nice. And it wasn't until I sort of looked up and thought, hang on, I, mean, I know that face. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, that's Barry George. That, that, don't I know you off the telly? You, I do, I know I, you off the telly. Oh, it's the crime Were you on EastEnders? <laughs> no, that's not it. <laughs> I am the guy they thought killed Joe Dan- Jill Dando. Yeah. I can't even say her name properly. That's how much I didn't do Bless it. her. She was like the Princess Diana of television, wasn't she? Bless her. She Box. was. She was. <laughs> she was a TV. She was just no, a she TV was. presenter. She was a Princess, yeah, Princess Diana of television. It, it was. It was horrible. It's still shocking now, especially yeah. as we don't know who did it. That per- yeah, um, I can't hear Alison very well. Well, she's not saying Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Hear in the, like, very faintly in the distance. No, hang I'm... on. Right. Hang on. I have this horrible worry now that every no because if you can you hear her on the recording is that all right was she loud? Yeah, I'm here on the recording. Recording. She just wasn't. She's not very loud here on the. Do you, call. Do you know what this is? I, I bet this is my Skype audio input preferences. I bet they're set incorrectly, and there they are incorrectly set. So I will switch them to to Skype, and like magic, you'll hear Alison. Hello. Yes. There's Yay, there, there we go. There it yeah. is. You see. Thank you yeah. for. Discovering my failures. Well, you can yeah, see me on the video there. Huh? I'm very low down, like a little old lady driving a big car. <laughs> <laughs> it's because uh, it's just I happen to have stumbled upon because I have like four big interests, and I do podcasts about two of them, and the other two um, is football and unsolved murders and mysteries and stuff like that. Dun, dun, so, dun. <laughs> I feel like it has um, to have that. If you want to do an unsolved mysteries dun, dun, dun. podcast, Emma, you go for it. Cause... No, there's so many. There's so many. And, um, you know, there's only so many podcasts you can listen to about the, you know, the East Area Rapists and Golden State Killer and that sort of thing. It's um, all the, all this territory has been covered by much better by much more clever people than me. So mm. I wouldn't do I wouldn't do one. I just mm. listen to other people's. So. Um, the the yeah, good ones it, well, are so few and far between, though, because th- this is an area, much to a lot of people's frustration, that is generally populated by crackpots. I'm not including you in that. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying that if you are going to encounter the crazies, this is a good place to start looking. Mm. Unfortunately. Um, I mean, I'm I'm with you. I love all this shit. Um, See, true true crime isn't too bad. It's just where they sort of start going into conspiracy theories. That's where it gets a little bit like, uh, you know. Um, but I th- I uh, think... true crime is. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, true crimes. Yeah, because that's a real yeah. thing as well. It it's yeah. not like aliens, like true no, crime. But I... It's I, I, yeah. Yeah, I I got interested in them both about the same time though, because. Um, the the first true crime I sort of unsolved true crime I read about my mum had a like a book with some of that stuff in and it was the Zodiac who was the first one I was like what the fuck and, I love and that I was one. about you love that yeah. Don't you? yeah but I was about eight when I started reading all that stuff and my brain just went what you know so I I read just... a oh I, what was the name of the book I read on holiday in Finland I read a Zodiac killer book. And it was some guy who decided that his dad was the Zodiac killer. Yeah. Oh, that's the bloke who reckons his dad is the Black Dahlia. 
No, no. Oh, d- does he? I, he didn't mention that in the book I read. Hang on. He's got daddy is issues, he? that guy, hasn't he? Really? Hang on. Hang I on, I've got... Just, I'll I need just to get my Kindle app open. guy called George Hodel? I, I don't know. Hang on. Um, bloody iPad app. Oh, search for Kindle. Ah. That's the sound of me panically searching for... Panicked. Panicked. L- Alison, help me with English. R- speak. Just do oh, I'm just not signed into... <laughs> yeah, he's a bloke called Steve Hodel who thinks his dad is the the Black Dahlia killer. But I also read recently that he also thinks he George, his dad, is also the Zodiac, which sort of went, mate. I think you're reaching. I it think was a he's bit reaching. of a reach. It was a bit of a reach when he was talking about him being responsible for the Black Dahlia. But um, I mean, if anything, the Black Dahlia murder is really should go with the Cleveland Torso murders because. <sighs> Um, you know, that's They're a whole s- Specific thing. murders. Just yeah, killing the, the Tartars. Yeah, well, I mean, actually, it's quite an interesting thing. I saw a documentary about Lisk, the Long Island serial killer, which is active at the moment. Oh, right. And there was a fella on, yeah, which is, um, there was a fella on there had a very interesting theory about sort of different types of killers, and he sort of proposed that torso killers um, are very, like, territorial, and le- so they leave the bits out on display where they're supposed to so uh, where you see them so that's mm. why they sort of link the Cleveland also murders and the Black Dahlia because they were left on public display yeah. um, so yeah so but that, that's why those sort of things have got lit oh this is so weird talking about this stuff because, but actually it's much more acceptable now because when I got interested in true crime and stuff people were just like it was a bit sort of a bit grubby but now it's sort of cool <laughs> um uh, lots of people just sort of there's this like a whole big thing called Crime Con now they have it in Indianapolis every year now with like for true crime for that X and things right. so it's it's blown up massive um, I got Chuck into it because I love all this shit and have for years and um, and there's people like have... do their actual investigation don't they and oh god yeah do yeah, their yeah. own research and looking over the court documents and things like that Trying to retry the crimes, or I, fa- I found the book. The book is called "The Most Dangerous Animal of All," and it's by Gary L. Stewart. Oh right, okay, it's different. Oh, is this then. another guy who thinks his dad's <laughs> done it? Well, you you re- I, in reading it, you, you 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 only have this person's word that what he's saying to you is what he's saying to you. I, I don't know that any of those things he presented to me were facts. Yeah. If he presented me with true facts, then it seems pretty reasonable that he arrived at the conclusion that his dead father was the Zodiac Killer mm. because he presented me with facts that showed that. Mm. But I, I have no more faith in that as being true as I have uh, The Martian mm. being a true story. Yeah, You know, it, it could be just a piece of entertainment. I have seen an interview with him on YouTube with him saying, no, really, I think it's all real. But still, that's no further proof. I've seen Ricky Bubbles and Julian on on programs as Ricky Bubbles and Julian. Yeah. So it's all meaningless. You have to take it like that. But I don't know. Is it just entertainment? Is it just entertainment? I don't don't know. But what we can agree on, I think, in this conversation is that it is really entertaining. To try and uh, humans love a mystery. Try and wrap your head around missing clues and things like that, and piece things together. I think we love psychology. We love that stuff. Is CI like your favourite channel then? 
Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I love a bit of CIA. Because <laughs> um, more and more documentaries have come out because it's sort of got popular. There's more and more true crime documentaries on and yeah. CIA is getting better and sort of more and more interesting stuff. Um, so uh, what was the one I've watched recently or we watched recently um, was uh, one about this fella who is pretty convinced that H.H. H. Holmes was also Jack the Ripper. Which was pretty bollocks. <laughs> in the end, he, he, it was, oh my goodness, mate, you are stretching. And they uh, both the shot John that... Kennedy. Mm. That's what happened. Mm. Bloody hell. <laughs> I love the H.H. Holmes story. That is oh, fucking mind blowing. The murder castle. Fucking yeah. hell. I don't know this. Right. So, this reportedly America's first known serial killer. Right. Because. You don't, you don't know. know if you're not you counting before. Well, you don't know. He's certainly he's certainly America's first urban serial killer. There was there's definitely there's, there's definitely um, a case to be made that there were people in the American West who we would now call serial killers. But yeah, he was the first one sort of after the First World War, before the Depression, mm. definitely. And he basically built this house over a long period of time, mm. and and did it by basically hiring contractors and firing them almost immediately so that nobody knew how all this house was. So some people made the downstairs mm. and you fire them and then some people make a room upstairs and you fire them and then you go on like that. And no one knew what was in this house, but it was full of tan tunnels and locked rooms and <coughs> ways to gas people in locked really? bedrooms. Yeah, it was basically yeah. just set up to murder, trap people in and murder them. Jeepers. And he did it for years. And he sold the skeletons to schools as learning aids. That's horrific. Still, mind you, that's enterprising, isn't it? So there, yeah. there are plenty of people. There will be people in the US who learned human biology being taught off the body of a murder victim. But wow. they had no idea, obviously. Well, that would have been the case with the body snatchers as well, wouldn't it? You know, I suppose so. But that was practicing so. on anyone that they've dug up. It's it is this documentary about him on Netflix. <laughs> so fucking hell! How I'll did have you to. Do that? I will have to watch it. Killed a lot of people, a lot of people. Well, it's it's pretty disputed. Quite quite a lot of serial killers. He somewhat inflated his numbers. I mean, I think he, according to him, he he was a he was sort of a kind of pathological liar along with everything else he said he killed something in the order of 200 people but it's probably something more in the range of 10 to 30 only <laughs> yeah just 10 to 30 oh, but you're kind of lazy people who say like i'm a pathological liar well are you lying now are you lying now it's like i always tell lies but i always speak the truth and you're like whoa and this is my twin brother who never lies but always doesn't tell the truth which one of us is telling the truth <laughs> Yeah. You can't trust that he probably killed millions of people. Well, then you get real <laughs> bullshitters like people like Henry D. Lucas who killed, reckon he killed like 3,000 people, which is obviously stupid. Yeah, that is really stupid. That's like 10 a day for a year. That's ridiculous. That's really busy, <laughs> isn't it? It's really busy. Yeah. I mean, even if you busy. take a few days off it, I think that's that's a good few years of hard work. It really is. You've got to be into your killing now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have to be pretty busy. I mean, but unfortunately, the the consequence of this is that because he would just say any old shit, a lot of these sort of half-assed police departments would just use him to clear their unsolved homicides. Yeah, he said, yeah, I'll do that. I did that. So yeah, oh yeah, brilliant. That'll do. And um, I think there's a lot of people walking around who are guilty of things who got away with it because Henry Lucas falsely confessed to <laughs> their crimes. 
bizarre. I've never understood that mentality. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, I did Broken. it. Broken. Mentally ill. Well, yeah. Mad. And it, some mad, of it is about it? wanting the protection of the, the safe house as well, the big prison. It's the safest place to be for some people. Some people need to sort their lives out. Well, yeah. It's true. The thing is, I think I sort of get more interested in them the more distant they are from now because, like you were obviously talking about Susie Lampew, that, mm. well, fucks me up because she's still out there, mate. I they know. don't know where she is. And they may never find her. And she was only a young woman, you know. She's yeah. Very, very, very bad case. I can remember it being, like, on the TV the night that she got abducted and she'd been missing for a few hours. She'd not come back from this house. And then, obviously, it just got worse every day. And she's still not found. Mm. But, oh, yeah. Exactly. But when she disappeared, she disappeared in, like, 80, I want to say, like, 85, 86. Something so like that, yeah, really. Going on, yeah. Yeah. But, like I say, some some learning has taken place from what happened to her about... Mm. Avoiding um, being in those situations. Did you say they never found her? No. How she, did they know what happened to her then? Because they, uh, they they don't know what happened to her. They know where she was. And they, and they, they know, know she's never been seen again. Wasn't didn't her parents get um? Didn't ask for a ransom for her. No, it wasn't even anything like that. I think from what I remember, she because she was an estate agent, so she mm. was called to meet it was like a mr herring mr it's like a fish name mr haddock something like that mm. to meet him at a house to to show him round it she went to the appointment and then just fell off the face of the earth and that was it yeah never seen again i'm looking her up now Let's see Susie's story from Susie lampow lamplu.org sorry on the last day of, on the last monday of july 1986 in broad daylight and in the middle of a working day the unthinkable happened Susie lamplu a 25-year-old disappeared during the course of her work at an estate agent while showing a client around a house in Fulham. Speaking at the time, Mum uh, vividly recalled the phone call she received from Susan's manager. He said, Do you have any idea where your daughter might be, Mrs. Lamplew? We've wondered whether she could have called into home for lunch. I don't want to worry you, but she left to uh, show a house client just before lunch and she did not return. We just wanted to check. Hang on, let's see. It was incidentally Mr. Kipper. Mr. Kipper. I knew it was something fishy. <laughs> it's a right fishy bastard, yeah. Mm. Okay, right. So at 12.40pm on 28th of July, Susie had left her office, Sturgeon & Sons, 654 Fulham Road. That's good to know. Taking her house and car keys and a purse with £15 and credit cards, but leaving her handbag behind. Ten minutes later, she was seen waiting outside an empty property, uh, which had only been on the market for a week. At 1pm, she was joined by a man, presumably the aforementioned Mr. Kipper, She'd written in a diary. And minutes later, they were seen walking away from the house. At 6.45pm, a manager reported it missing to the police. But that's right. Susie's company car was discovered by the police about a mile from her office. Uh, just after 10pm, no signs of a struggle, no fingerprints and accounted for. The driver's door was unlocked. The handbrake off and her purse was in the glove compartment. But her keys were missing. Uh, uh-huh. Then she was. her husband was on TV AM with Anne Diamond and... Husband and uh, sorry, I'm I'm passing a long article. Well, that's just that's and, it. I've There's read that, sure that Michael was... Sams was initially thought of. Yeah, a lot of those, those. Yeah, a lot of those names sort of got, you know, those guys that um, that um, 
were sort of pro- sort of undiscovered at that point are now sort of being retrospectively looked at, but no one fits really. Wow, that's just crazy. And, and they've tested the DNA of hundreds, like eight hundred or so remains of people that they found that match Susie, but she isn't any of them. Wow, that's quite a distressing story. Yeah, unsolved mysteries. With Emma on shaft. Yeah. There we go. So, but yeah, that one just fucks me up because there's like nothing at all. Like no <laughs> just, trace. Just no trace. No trace. Just, just fell into a black hole. Mm. Just gone. That's just crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Like, how can people really, really disappear? Oh, it's like that lad. Well, because it's very prominent around here because it's in our area. Corey McCabe, that airman that's just gone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, because his, his airbase, as he was an airman, um, his airbase is sort of in our region. So when you drive, when you when you drive from uh, into uh, Yarmouth, there's signs up saying, "Have you seen him?" Oh, are they? Um, yeah, but um, yeah, just I mean, that's a recent one. I mean, and no sign of him. Because we don't know that somebody did something to her. Nope. We know she's not being found at scene again. But we know that she was seeing, uh, was supposed to be seeing this person called Kipper, but there's no record or trace of a person called Kipper. And they thought it was the Dutch name Kuiper that she was produce, uh, pronouncing wrong. But no, that didn't turn up anything either. So who is Mr. Kipper? It was an invention. We just don't know who invented him, Susie or Mr. Kipper. You don't know? So the the really weird thing is it's kind of like the reverse of the Wallace case. You've ever heard of that? Which was, it was a fella called, by the name of Wallace. This is back in, I want to say, oh, over 100 years ago now. Mm. But he was, oh, no, not even, no, hang on, when was it? I'm lying. Don't worry about the date. But <laughs> he he was called out to an, to an appointment by someone else with like a fish name saying, come to this road and meet me for like this business proposal. So he went out because it was part of his part of his company. So he went out to meet this fellow. He couldn't find the road. And he looked around, asked for directions, couldn't find this street. So he sort of gave up on it, went back home, and his wife had been murdered. <gasps> yeah, look up the Wallace case. It's the, it is mental, the Wallace case. It's like the reverse Susie Lampew. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. I just wanted him out of the way. To get to the yeah. wife. Ooh. Yeah, because it, but it, the reason why it's famous is because, <coughs> like, the crime, all the crime bods of the day, so, like, Agatha Christie and people like that, it's obviously, obviously got asked about it because they're crime writers, and they can't work it out. No one can get to the bottom of the Wallace case. It's, <coughs> it's sort of the perfect locked room mystery in that, you know, the husband leaves the house, it can't be him, at all because there's witnesses so he wasn't there when it happened the wife's dead and there's nothing and how had she been murdered gosh i can't remember off the top of my head oh, but it, me. it was no, violent it was it was yeah, violent, it was violent. She, yeah. she wasn't just found dead no she wasn't just wasn't like she had a heart attack it was obviously something that happened mm. i'm looking this up the wallace case yeah is it wallace or wallace W-A-L-L-A-C-E. It's fascinating. Oh, William Herbert Wallace was convicted in 1931 of the murder of his wife, Julia, in their home in Wolverton Street in Liverpool's Anfield district. Huh. Opening the page. Slow dink. Slow dink. Slow. 
Poor guy. I, I would. Do you, well, do you know? Does it say how long he was done it? Hang on. Um, let's see. It's from Cumberland. So, you know, uh, let's see. Uh, the crime. Wallace, age 52, attended a meeting at the Liverpool Central Chess Club on the evening of Monday, 19th of January, 1931. That's my birthday. Not hmm? 1931, but... No. Yeah. To play a scheduled game of chess. You don't want a spontaneous game of chess. No. Um, it's when accidents happen. It is. Uh, while, there was, while he was handed a message which had been received by telephone about 25 minutes before he arrived, he requested that he called at an address at 25 Menlo Gardens, East Liverpool, at 7.30pm the following evening to discuss insurance with a man who had given his name as R.M. Qualtro. Q-U-A-L-T-R-O-U-G-H. That's quite, quite an unusual I've name. I've never heard that name. That's a made-up name. Yeah. The next night, Wallace duly made his way by tramcar to the south of the city at the time requested, only to discover that while there were, uh, while there was Menlo Gardens north, south and west, there was no east. Wallace made inquiries in a, new, a nearby newsagents and also spoke to a policeman on his beat, but nobody he asked was able to help him in his search for the address or the mysterious Qualtro, or Qualtrow. Well, or Qualtruff. He I'll also call- called at 25 Menlo Gardens West and asked several other passers-by in the neighbourhood for directions, but for n- to no avail. That's lots of witnesses it right is, there, really. isn't it? It is, really. I mean, it's everyone bar Google Maps and they weren't around, so yeah. I think he did everything he could. After searching the district for 45 minutes, he returned home. His next-door neighbours, the Johnsons, who were going out for the evening, encountered Wallace in the alley, complaining that they could not gain entry to his home, complaining that he could not gain entry to his home at either the front or the back. While they watched, Wallace tried the back door again, which now opened. Inside, he found his wife, Julia, had been brutally beaten to death in their sitting room. Crikey. Up to his arrest two weeks later, Wallace made two voluntary statements, but was never intensively questioned by the police, although he was required to attend CID headquarters every day and was asked specific questions about whether the Wallaces had had a maid. Uh, why had asked the man who had taken the telephone message at the chess club to be specific about the time he took it and whether he had spoken to anyone in the street on his way back to the house from his abortive attempt to find Mr. Qualtruff. Uh, the police said evidence that the telephone box used by Qualtruff to make his call to the chess club was situated just 400 yards from Wallace's home. Uh, although the person in the cafe who took the call was quite certain it was not Wallace on the other end of the line. Nevertheless, the police uh, began to suspect that Qualtruff was William Herbert Wallace. Uh, yet even when they arrested and charged him they didn't ask him further questions D- police work not what it perhaps should have been in 1931 <laughs> no it was, it was a little bit lacking and it was all pre-forensics as well you know yeah but uh, sort of did you do it <laughs> you know <laughs> basic y- you would think just putting it out there yeah because um, we're <laughs> arresting you so pff, do you want to fess up or locked anything locked door though locked door it's like someone was in there doing it with the door locked and then unlocked it and fucked off while he was talking to his neighbours. That's a little bit of a slim coincidence. I don't know. I don't know. That's why it's a mystery, you see. See, I'm just going through. There's no actual serious evidence that this guy did it. You could be a cold case investigator, Emma. You could be like, right, uh, let me pick up this case from 1947. You so, you should, you should write... True crime novels, and every week encounter a different person who can be helped by your skills as a true crime writer. Perhaps catch a criminal on a weekly basis. 
A weekly basis? That seems a bit much, right? Yeah, that, that seems like intensive, that, doesn't it? So, Angela like Lansbury can work. do it, you know. And she's well, that's because they happen, they happen sort of right on her doorstep. You wonder if you she's know. doing I it, I think you? it's her. Yeah. It I've always her. suspected her. It does kick off a lot around her. That many people who were murdered, someone's got to start asking questions. Really? I know nobody who's been murdered. I uh, think to know more than 10 is suspect. Well, obviously, I know of somebody who knows somebody who's been murdered, and I probably know somebody who's murdered. Well, I do. So that doesn't count, though, does it? You don't know <laughs> multiple. You don't encounter people and the police are always turning up at murders and like, oh, and you're here. That's odd, because no, you were at the last ten murder scenes I turned up to. And I know we discounted you from those, but, you know, you're still here. I, so. t- I tend to meet murderers after they've done their exactly. time. Exactly, it's a that different kind thing. of thing, you it's know. It's a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing is, I always feel slightly guilty about like in true crime because it's all a bit too real, I suppose. Especially li- like living in South, like being in South London, because obviously the craze and all that sort of thing. And yeah. people love them, and I don't understand why. It's, uh-huh. the wor- it's one of the worst things about London is like the, 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 glamour, gl- like, the glorification like, of the criminals and the underworld yeah. and the gangs. Yeah, it's, it was these... really dangerous times. I, I, yeah. I should have read on. Um, although they did arrest him. And he was tried and convicted and sentenced to death. Oh, Jesus. It was overturned. He was let go and he just returned to working in insurance. No yep. one else was, was ever charged and the case remains officially unsolved. Bloody hell. I, I kind of, I'm more interested by the ones where you can still catch somebody. Yeah, yeah. Like the Zodiac one, as much as I am fascinated by that story, we're at the boundaries of like, it's probably a dead person mm. now. Even if they they survived all of that doing it and lived to a ripe old age, they're probably dead of old age now, Mm. assuming nothing else ever happens. So there's no one to catch. Well, I mean, there there is still a couple out there that um, that you know you you still catch. I mean, like I say, list the Long Island serial killer. Yeah. Um, the uh, West Mesa Bone Collector. Crikey. Another one. <laughs> still working now. Still working. Yeah, still working now. Oh, crikey. But what it goes the to show is, is if you <laughs> just kill one person, you probably can get away with it. If you, if you think about it enough. These, are, these must know? be kind of unusual, guys, because, you know, if movies are anything to go by, people get to a point where they want to be caught. And clearly that's not true. No, it's not no, true. It's I not think true. a lot of people really they don't, don't want, want to be caught. caught. They want to carry on with impunity out there doing it. Yeah. And, and being free. And it's fair, if you've just done the one, if you've murdered your wife or what. <laughs> you sound like the guy from Psychoville. I've done a murder. If you've, if you've just done a murder, <laughs> you don't want to be caught. Done a bit of a stabbing. Yeah. We watched that again this week. So it's Fantastic. Fresh. It's very fresh, you see. Well, if, so no, if you live in South London, you can get caught and then write a book called something like Naughty Bastard and then yeah. make a gazillion quid. Exactly. <laughs> get Danny Dyer to do the TV version of it. About you, yeah. Danny Dyer talking to every other neighbour down his house has been murdered. That kind of thing. Yeah, kill enough people, Tom Hardy will play you. Yeah. Not well, but nevertheless. Tom Hardy's he will a good murderer. He'll definitely have a go. He'll definitely have a go. <laughs> I can't work out if he's really scary or not, Tom Hardy. In real life? Yeah. No, he likes puppies. I know that. I know we've got a lot. To, saw- we could talk a lot, me and Tom Hardy. I'd have to never say, so Tom, 
Batman was shit. <laughs> but <laughs> I saw a video of him rapping with holding his baby. It wasn't like you know. It, it sort of diminishes his hard man credential. <laughs> yeah, I, I know he's rapping not really Bane. I know that, but I don't know if he's true. Like, like as the example I always give is, I'm very sure I'd be scared shitless of Ben Kingsley in real life. Oh yeah. I know he's not the guy in Sexy Beast. Yeah, no, I know, but you could be in a but, room and be introduced to yeah. him. You know, I'm Sabin, and he'd be very lovely. And then he just—you could just say, "Right, just become that guy from I Sexy Beast," and he'd just close his eyes and open them again, and he'd be just instantly terrified. Yeah, that's all he'd have but to I, do. I don't know if Tom Hardy's got that. Like, he could come at me full Bane, full fucking Charles Bronson, and I'm like, "No, you like puppies." <laughs> Oh, you know, I, I, I Charles don't know. Bronson, that was I pretty hardcore. He was it very was, scary. And that film did indeed scare the shit out of me. <laughs> he's Absolutely. a very scary individual. But I don't, you know, because again, it's something. I think he's only little Tom Hardy, isn't he? Isn't he like five, six or yeah, something? Yeah, he's, he's like puppy height, really. Yeah, so I, I don't know if he's really scary. Mind you, Ben Kingsley's just a little old man now, and he was Ben Kingsley going to do to me, really? Idea for a TV show where he should fight celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, don't do that. They'll kick your ass. They'll all kick your ass. Like you wouldn't fucking watch that. They train, you know, these actors. I've seen them. They're all in the gym and stuff. (laughs) This week, Richard is just going to fight Ben Kingsley. Let's all watch Ben Kingsley's going to kick your ass, and he's 65 or 75 or whatever. I don't know. Sorry, Sir Ben. Yeah. (laughs) Right, this is okay. this This is what you do for the next quiz. For the for the show, right? Right. You get a list of random celebrities. Yeah. Mute the call. Ask the person on the other end. Say, does Richard reckon he could have this celebrity? <laughs> yeah. And then bring him back in, and then you ask Rich, and you see if the answers match up. I like that. I could. I I think I could fight Ben Kingsley. <laughs> Sir Ben, I think I could. <sighs> Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. I'm not sure. No, I'm I think he'd sure. kick the shit out of you. I really do. <sighs> Bulky, isn't he? <laughs> he's 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 Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Oh, I'd kick the shit Hang out of him, wait, but wait, I'd mean it. He, so. Are we talking machinist Christian Bale <laughs> or Batman Christian Bale? Because Batman Christian Bale probably not. Pro- he had abs. He did. He so, had several. No. But machinist Christian Bale. If he's if he's It'd already snap weak. him like a twig, yeah, couldn't you? Maybe. And Especially I, at the end of a day. Yeah. We're assuming I'm not in the car as well, because if I'm in the car, I'll, I'll run over anyone. That, <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed vehicular manslaughter. I'll fight the rock. You're I'm not allowed car. that. Yeah. Exactly. That's stupid. You say, oh, yeah, I can have the rock if I can have a sledgehammer and he's asleep. Yeah. <laughs> one on one? Face up. <laughs> Fuck no. I'd have to no I'd get him in his sleep quietly. That's hilarious. Honestly, that's how you'd have to do it. Or you want to get his kids, ideally, <laughs> and then sort of work from there. You don't want to take him on head to head. No. That's just insane. You don't do that. We were talking about this one. <laughs> Ric Flair. He's Rick. dead, love. So well, you know, but in his hair, I could win, dead. but it he's would be dead. gross. He's ninety percent there, but he's not dead. <laughs> I thought he died. Now he, he was died. in hospital. He was really ill, but he got better. Oh, that's good. Well done, Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> I seen him live. It was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Hulk Hogan appeared from nowhere and beat the shit out of him. I told Luke, I said you'd seen him live. It was the closest I've come to having an orgasm, <laughs> just looking at something. 
And it was Ric Flair in his lycra. It was Hulk Hogan Oiled. appearing from nowhere <laughs> and beating the shit out of Ric Flair, who then ran off in shame and Hulk Hogan ripped his shirt off and the music played really loud. And it was the most single amazing thing I've ever so witnessed in my life. So it was Hulk Hogan's oiled chest that did yes, it, yeah. that was it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was incredible. <laughs> You ain't never seen that. It was amazing. You he just came from nowhere. We, we, we didn't even know right he was now. there. We didn't even know he was there. And he just came running out from the back onto the wrestling room and nailed Ric Flair. And it was amazing. <laughs> I never I never pegged Rich for a Hulkamaniac, but there you have it. I, I defy anyone stood in front of it to not be a Hulkamaniac. It's one of those things. It's like Alison curtsying to Lady Diana. Okay, yeah. You can be the anti-royalist all you want until you stood in front of one. You and you you it's, it's like royalist Tourette's. It's ridiculous. But I, I was in the height of my WF, WWF fandom at the time. It was earth-shattering that I had witnessed Hulk Hogan do that in real life. He is a real person. He really does that. I've seen it yeah. with my eyes. That was cool. But that's, you know, that was a, a real thing, not a, not a unsolved crime. <laughs> Which are also real things. Confuse myself. But just without a conclusion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although, does WWF really have a conclusion? <sighs> just goes on forever. No one ever wins. Well, not really. Not really. I, actually, Vince McMahon wins. I think is the answer to that one. Mm. He wins week after week after week. Every every time he goes to the bank. I'm guessing he owns it. Yeah. He owns oh, it. All right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. He, cool. he always wins. He's the Bernie. Of the wrestling world. The Bernie. Yeah, the Bernie Eccleston. No, I'm just Bernie own Eccleston it. doesn't own it. Well, he, 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 don't, didn't, he it, didn't own it at all. Oh, he, no, was, he owned the rights, the, the TV rights. No, he, he was just the guy who managed the media side of it all. He was remarkably well paid for what he did. Okay. Um, and managed to make lots of money out of being in the position that he was in. I don't know. I think he's also a bit of an arsehole. They talk about him fondly, but it was one of those like, no, you don't get to be Bernie Eccleston unless you're a dickhead and you can treat people like shit sometimes if you need to and all that. Yeah. yeah. Short man syndrome is what it is. Yeah. yeah. But He's compensating, um, isn't he? And, little Napoleon. Mm. Yeah. Lots of money of fast cars and models. Lots of models. Yeah, bizarre. Anyway. Yeah, some six foot two woman with a little <laughs> yeah, tiny block half his off. size. It was very bizarre. It was like reverse crankies, wasn't it? It's not right. Yeah, with his stack heels on, and he's still about four foot two. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, now I have to look at Bernie Eccleston's wife. She's an Amazon mate compared to. <laughs> it oddly yeah. comes up as the main search for him. Is it Bernie Eccleston's wife? Net worth. <laughs> Yeah, she's uh, she's quite a fitty. Is she? Yeah. Let's see. And how old is he? He's like 81. He's a thousand years old. <laughs> He's a thousand years old. The film The Mummy is based on Bernie Eccleston. Um, Fab- Fabiana Flossie. Married her in 2012. There you go. She is... How old is she? Come on. No, it doesn't want to tell me. Maybe they've stricken that from the internet. I don't know. No, she's 35. No, she's, she's 35 in 2012. Wow. She's roughly my age, give or take a bit. And she's married to a man who I believe is 80-something. Hey, Google, how old is Bernie Eccleston? What the shit? Bernie Eccleston is 87 years 
He's 87, he's 87 years old. <laughs> right. Guess, right. Every morning she wakes up and goes, fuck, I'm still alive. <laughs> he's 87 years old. And he's my age. <laughs> so he, he was married to another woman before. Yeah. Who, who was... Uh, Probably also ridiculously fit. Ri- yeah, ridiculously, but uh, a little bit more age appropriate. Um, but still, no. You know what I mean? Very, very tall, at least a foot and a half taller than him in her heels, which she didn't shy away from wearing. Um, when they got divorced, she was paying him. She was paying him £60 million a year. There you go. I don't know how that works, but yeah. I, I think, Bernie Eccleston, if, you, if you're one of those people who is interested in businesses and making deals and about how money changes hands then following a man like Bernie Eccleston around for a couple of days would be a very educational experience. <laughs> like all the things that Donald Trump thinks he's good at is all the things that guys like Bernie Eccleston actually are good at and is evidenced by the fact that they have a shit ton more money than Donald Trump does, mm. who is actually in the grand scheme of things, no big deal. Well, yeah. Jeff, Be- Jeff Bezos has just passed the $100 billion mark. He literally has more than 40 times the wealth of Donald Trump, who thinks he's the greatest fucking businessman that's ever lived. And there are at it least 300,000 people in the UK without a, ho- a roof over their heads tonight. I it know. disgusts me. It needs to stop. That's not I Jeff will, Bezos's fault. No, I will, I will respect Jeff Bezos if he decides that he's not a capitalist twat and decides to redistribute that wealth. That's not not capitalism. Then I'll then I'll respect him. That's that's not a capitalism's lack of a failed experiment. Let's not get there. But <sighs> I feel like I'm on question time now. There's no, there, you can't <laughs> compare capitalism and socialism. It's like comparing blue it, well, and I can. sandwich. They're two. They can't. You can, because they're two ideologies, and if they're two things, then you can compare them. No, they're not. Capitalism isn't an ideology. It is, and it's failed. It's an experiment. It's a fiscal experiment, and it's failed. So we need to stop it, and they need to redistribute, because it ain't trickling down. It's all going in Bezos's pocket. (laughs) While people are starving. You just saying it is, and it's a failed one. That doesn't make it so. Capitalism isn't an ideology. It's just... It's a structure. Socialism is things, an ideology. The things that, that go around capitalism have failed. This idea of trickle-down economics, Reaganomics, for that, example. Yeah, that's a di- these, these things that, haven't worked. You're absolutely right, and that is all bollocks, but that's not capitalism. That's un- unregulated shit. Well, right, capitalism capital- is unregulated right, hang on, shit. Hang on. Capitalism is, is simply a system of having money and buying things with money. Can I just remind wealth. you what I did my... Uh, undergraduate degree in can we not well yeah <laughs> but socialism is 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 you can you can, you can we're not we're, hang on well, I, but i'm a socialist capitalist well you're gonna have to figure out how you tally those two capitalism, things together noun an economic and political system in which a country's trade and industry are controlled by private owners for profit rather than by the state that's not the opposite of socialism. It's the opposite of communism, in which the country's trade and industry are controlled by the state and not by private industry. But in that system, there's no uh, impetus to work towards the social good. It's all it, about it's, personal yeah, gain. There's no impetus to not work to, towards the social good. 
it, what we where we do then differ on politically, not you and me, but us and and conservatives, is that they're the whole we must be capitalistic, and if you can't be good at that, then fuck you. And we're on the left side of well, let's do that. But if you're struggling, I'm all about generation of wealth. Got to help you out, and it's better if we all have stuff rather than eight of us amassing all of it and everyone else being told to fuck off. That's the difference in ideology. And you and I share that opinion that it's share it's it's better if everybody has stuff. Yeah. Even so redistribute the wealth. Take it out of the richest pockets. Yes, but that's not the end of capitalism. That's just a redistribution of wealth in a more socialistic manner. You're right, I don't disagree with you. What I'm saying is that capitalism is not the opposite of socialism. All right, I, I accept your point that it's not the opposite of socialism. What it prevents, Cons- it prevents is, socialist yeah. action. What conservatives, it prevents it. Pre- conservatives present. No, so- capitalism socialism. in itself and in, in its entire existence no, as, makes people want to amass because, and not because share. Because of the shitty structure that the conservatives in our societies have set up, in the idea that a, a company has to by law do everything it can to make as much money as possible that is a shitty law that causes people to do inhuman and despicable things to each other and that's where it all falls down it's it's a lack of the the regulation all costs that's the attitude that is destroying the world yes not money it's money at all costs which is bullshit and, and so keeping I, it. Look, I agree with businesses and shops and money and and stuff like that. What I don't agree with is some people having all of it and taking it off other people. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. See? Redistribute it. Jeff shouldn't have it all. Exactly. He should Fuck Jeff. build I homes and give them away. Yes. He should. And I, what I've been thinking about football for like literally the last five minutes. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. No. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. But what we're essentially uh, talking about is the difference people, between being a nice person and a dick. And yeah. that yeah. is why we can't be friends with Tories. That's right. Because they're like, no, it's all right to be a dick. And it's really not. That's why it's called being a dick. So football, are you talking about soccer? Or hand No, egg? the other one. Oh, the yeah. other one. Hand egg. Do you ever yeah. watch English soccer? Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. Um, I'd sometimes go. We have a, there's a team up a sort of uh, five minute walk up the road, which I go to sometimes. Yeah, I believe so, yeah, you passed, watch, the, passed the stadium. Football, round ball. I don't know. I I uh, I see a lot of players every weekend. Uh, there's a little uh, league around near the store where I work, so I must have about eight hundred footballers on a Sunday morning. <laughs> For our American <laughs> listeners, a little league here is a league which is small, not little league which for you is a league comprised of small people. No, it really is. It, it's oh, is it it's really all in small... age bands and they start in, in age order. Oh, so yeah, I get the real yeah. littlies really, really early and well, then each age though, band goes up yeah, but, until we're serving adults in the afternoon. Yeah, so... But I, yeah. I, I'm st- I mean, like, never mind. It's true, though. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's... Local league. Yeah, it's local, but it's not right. age banded. Yes. Little League is just for kids. I know. Our Little League is a league which is small, but can include both children and adults as per the rules of that league. I think so. Do you so. see the difference I don't, I don't know anything about football. There's 11 and a ball. And there's some men on the sides and they're called linesmen. And 
net at each end. I think it's called a goal. Penalties. You know more about World football Cup. than this. Stop it now. It's you just... know far more about football than this. <laughs> not much more. It has to be said, not much more. Look, I, I totally know that you don't lo- like know all the names of players and shit like that, but you know what the game of football is. Yeah, they run up that way. And there's an offside yeah. thing. There is. There is, yeah. Even I know what the game of football <laughs> is. It just doesn't interest me because it never ends. <laughs> it never ends. Oh, no. Anyway, I'll tell you what. I've been on for an absolute age. I should jump off just in case. Sorry, I, we, I, I feel like we kind of hijacked your entire life no, for a little bit. Don't and, be and stupid. Yeah, it was always a pleasure that. to ring you guys. So, um, yeah. And nice to talk to you. Call. Thank you for sharing your other interest with us. It's always nice to yeah. find out something else about you. Yeah, well, it, it means that I've, it's something else I can now safely bore you with, which is good. No, it's yeah, fine. It's like, it's like coming out it. in a way, isn't it? It's like, it is know, a bit, it's a, this is a thing that I have and uh, I'm going to do it It's now. always nice to find someone else who's interested in it because it's really awkward, like conversation-wise, true crime. So you have to make sure that the person you're talking to is actually quite interested if we launch into a big thing about, did you know there were six active serial killers in Los Angeles in the 80s? And, uh, yeah, because that can really kill a conversation. Well, we so, used uh, to, I mean, we'll, we'll admit, we used to watch uh, CI quite a lot when we had uh, mm-hmm. those channels. And uh, what we tend to do was do about five or six docs back-to-back and amass about 35 dead bodies in that time and then have to just run to a comedy to mm. just diffuse how shit we were feeling about all this death. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, there's, a, like there's a bad guys out there, there's, there's people out there. That oh, let's watch Adam Sandler. <laughs> Something, anything, just anything diffuse this. So, yeah, I get why people might go, yeah, that's not polite conversation, Emma, goodbye. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right then it was cool talking to you guys so good night have a no, good no. one bye. yeah you take care darling bye uh, ta-da. bye i like unsolved mysteries i i really do i've got a lot of time for them in general no. well you have to because they're unsolved but i i also like all the paranormal stuff i enjoy that even that that's even more of the crackpots with even less of the evidence you're less into it now than you were a few years ago well because do you know what you immerse yourself in all that stuff. Not, for not like I immerse myself in things when I immerse myself in things. Not really. It's always been a fascinating thing. But as you grow up and you become more analytical about the world and you realise, hang on, there is actually zero evidence <laughs> yeah. of anything like this. And it doesn't matter what field of the paranormal I'm talking about. There is zero evidence of any yeah. of it. So... That there comes a point where you have to just think, well, it's all it's amusing. It's good for movies. It's good for films. It's great but, for that yeah. sort of stuff, but no, it's not probably real. Like, do you do you remember a couple of years ago when I went and met the the ghost investigation lady a couple yeah. of times? Yeah. And she was lovely. She, she, she was. That's she a was, preface if I've ever heard she it. She was. She lovely. was lovely. She was delightful. This ghost hunter lady. She was. She and was she was a, a ghostbuster people. She wanted to hunt ghosts and did so with uh, the, she, other a, a interested group. She had a, yeah, that's how I found ghost her on the internet. Yeah, and she was sort of a an older retired lady, obviously not in a hundred percent health. Yeah, and it quickly became obvious that it's like, even though I know with every fibre in my being 
that you have never seen anything and never will. <laughs> I can't say that to you. I I cannot be a person who comes into your life and attempts to just pull it down. Yeah. Regardless of how much I believe that that is true. Yeah. And so that's really why I left it and walked away. She was nothing but lovely to me. Yeah. And and told and me you just everything didn't I wanted to destroy know. and I, dismantle her belief system. I, exactly. <laughs> well, it was it was the kind of thing that was like you can't do this. You can't. <laughs> and when she's showing you pictures of orbs in places, and you're like, yeah, it's dust in the room. I'm I'm sorry, but it's dust in the room. You've never seen in a photographed anything. <laughs> and, and all these. But tables moved. It's like. Oh, there's so many reasons why none of this is real. And I can't tell you that to your face. I, then, I work with a dude who, who knows in his heart that, that so-called uh, clairvoyance and spiritualist mediums are nonsense. And then he went for a reading and was amazed at how correct it all was. And it's like, God, come on. I couldn't believe it, Alison. I know it's not. But how did did she know? Lee, go back and revise everything that you know about this. Just just go back and revise and know that you were entertained and that these questions in themselves were probably worth the money that you spent. And it's all like, wow. But that's all it is. It's just entertainment. Don't take it. A number of years ago, oh, did she? my mum went to a, a medium. I've seen two. <laughs> and w- was told stuff that blew her mind. Yeah. And stuff that I can't tell you how that woman knew that Me about too. my mum. Me too. But if I knew that, I'd be able to do it. Exactly. You know. How did I, the one that I knew, I saw, know that my babysitter was called Felicity? But I mean, how yeah. specific is that name? But how many Felicities you met? I don't know. You say no. You know, but <laughs> the fact is, I, I've seen... But it's bullshit. I, I've seen Pendulette do this thing with a nail gun as well, and I don't know how he did that. Oh, I know how he did that. And I've seen them do the thing where they had a billion enormous items hidden on teller, and I don't know how they did yeah, that. Yeah, I don't but know I, that. I, I don't know do how it. he does the goldfish thing. That just anyway, blew my mind. I, I don't Whoa. know. So I've seen that. So it's not unheard of that a person can do something I can't explain and it still not be a real thing yeah and it, we it, went to see Darren Brown blew our minds we knew it was rubbish exactly. but it was amazing <laughs> <laughs> and it's all fantastic it's really really see, good I enjoy the, the being tricked medium I enjoy being tricked absolutely trick me go on I enjoy that look over there ah. Ah. so <laughs> yeah uh, so, I, I just, it's all bollocks isn't it and so I couldn't, I couldn't destroy the ghost lady. Bless her. I, I couldn't find a UFO person. Uh, I thought I found one person, but they were obviously in the middle of some sort. They were going through some shit. Mm. I, that was the impression I got. So it's like you can't, can't talk to you. As a result of probing? <coughs> no, as a result of, uh, is it gender dysmorphia? Okay. Yeah. And other things like okay. that. This was clearly a person who had, had other things in their life before the discovery of aliens. Right. Uh, but I was, because you, you start searching for people, you go straight to fucking Todmorden. And that was, <laughs> <laughs> that was where you go. So that was where I found a, a UFO oh, person. Oh, crikey. we got to love Todmorden. 
well, they've all seen one, haven't they? What does so, that, What was the Tudbridge poster? Not as bad as you might think. I it's, think. it's not as bad I'm as not, you might not, think. I'm not as bad as you've heard, or something yeah, like that. But they all think they've seen aliens. Yeah. And maybe they have. That that <laughs> was the thing. But the one of them that had written a book about it didn't want to talk to me. So oh, I kind of left that one That there. is a shame. And that's that's really where the whole project fell down. Plus, I was, I was scared of going on the ghost hunt. You were like, scared what, of going? What if I see something? What What if it turns out to be real? Then the whole world comes to an end for me so i don't really want to tempt fate with that one i'm happy that ghosts aren't real and i will continue to not leave security cameras around monitoring stuff and other things like that yeah let's not leave uh, any uh, ouija boards and planchettes around exactly don't, i'm not gonna fuck with it and that's just irrational but i'm sticking with it <laughs> that's what i think Rick is asking what he missed there. Um, quite l- a lot, lot of murder and stuff. And then some, yeah. And, and Alison was wrong about quite a few things that I was like. <laughs> that was something. I'll enjoy playing that back, actually. Richard can't pronounce words. That's, that's been true for 13 years, Alison. <laughs> I don't think you're really shocking anybody I'm not, or upset. I'm not. You know, Richard can't say a bonnetable. <laughs> that's the thing. We know it's not new. I'm you not. just can't do that. I don't know why. I can take my time over it. It's it's like a small stutter on one word. Mm. And if I stop and think about it, I can say it. But if I'm rushing, like I often am in a podcast, I fall over and land on my face. It's just weird. <laughs> so I must never have to say that word. Uh, not abdominal, which I apparently can say yeah. without stopping to, th- or shinny bob. That's shinny bob. That, yeah. Do you know what? I'm, I'm, I, I have learning difficulties, and you're making fun of me. That's all bullshit. That's a ridiculous yeah. excuse. Yeah, there. I just didn't read anything. <laughs> that was that was a problem there. You didn't use your eyes or your intelligence to like flex do it all it's the time, and I still do it all the time. <laughs> I have to reread things or often I will react to something on Facebook and post a comment before I realize the thing I've just commented about was not what that post was about. <laughs> That's you have to go sorry I got angry about something in my head and said it to you people <laughs> how would you manage that I don't know it happens often <laughs> alarmingly often it makes me worry do you ever post something that someone's already said in a thread and it's like, oh, God, I should, I should have read this? Um, yes, but only because I've said it better. <laughs> this is Buzz. Hey, Buzz. Oh, try to pause it. Hello. 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 How are you doing? I, I was wanted to chime in on this because I do exactly the same thing, Rich. <laughs> I get the syntax of what I'm reading slightly wrong and get a completely different meaning from that intended and then write a reaction and then... Usually I've posted it before I realised. Yeah. Shit, edit. <laughs> I, I must also admit, usually my mind adds dirty or just rude words yeah. to things. What, you, what <laughs> you've read rude word, like you've, in your mind you've added the rudeness in. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's usually what happens. Yeah, well you do that all day, <laughs> don't you? Well, I do do it all day. I mean, <laughs> that's what she said. Yeah. Like, kind of, you know, <laughs> and oh God, I get told off by the kids at work. Grow up, Alison. God, <laughs> I'm I'm terrible. I'm I'm the first one out with. That's what she said. Can't help, I can't help myself. Too much now. Entirely too much. <laughs> can't help it. 
I, and I don't want to be that person, but it looks like I am. And every time I do it, it's hilarious. You've but always been that person. I can't stop. <laughs> You've always been that person. I, I know. <laughs> I, mean, I just think there's something quite hilarious about a 19-year-old telling me to grow up. I, I, I enjoy it, actually. I enjoy that. I shouted that at a film director at a film festival a few weeks ago and thought, I get a huge laugh at this. That's what she said. And everyone just went. Oh, oh my God. Puerile. <laughs> what a juvenile twerp. <laughs> oh no, it was, it was, yeah, it was Dominic Brunt um, at night, Leeds Night of the Dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the intro to Leeds Night of the Dead. And they're a really rowdy crowd up at Leeds, as JBW will testify. I don't believe you. There's nothing was... rowdy about us up here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're the most unforgiving crowd. They're hilarious, and I just thought that was well in their wheelhouse. And everyone just no, just pin drop tumbleweed. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know why? It's because you're an off Compton. If you're a Yorkshire person, would have said it. They'd have pissed themselves. But no, yeah, it was your accent. <laughs> you should have told the person next to you. Here, say this. Yeah, <laughs> it would have gone down a storm. <laughs> Did you enjoy yourself at Leeds Fred Fest anyway? Uh, yeah, it's, it's tradition now and we all sit with the same crew and um, it's it's always made better when they have a film like Downrange, which they played this year, which I'd already seen at Sheffield, um, so I knew it was coming because I, I talked about movie news last week, but it's an unintentionally hilarious film because the script is so terrible. And it starts with a snicker, a sort of ten minutes in, and sort of fifteen minutes in, a bit of a guffaw, and then people are just crying with laughter. <laughs> At the point, the guy gives the horrific story about how him and his partner lost a child, and so it's supposed to be this heart-rending moment. But the the awfulness of the delivery in the script up to that point, it's just got you crying with laughter, and you feel evil. But <laughs> it's like the whole room just erupted, and I'm like, this is the comedy. Oh, oh dear. That's uh, not intended, then, eh? So, what's your, what's your day like when you're doing the film festival? Uh, how many do you see in a day? Well, festival. I mean, Leeds is easy because you turn up at like nine o'clock and leave about nine o'clock the next morning. So you just sit there all night. Twenty-four <laughs> uh, hours. No, it's no twelve. Oh, that's all right. Okay, oh, nine o'clock at night till nine in the morning. That's all yeah, right. Yeah, it's, it's an all nighter. Oh. Yeah, it's the only right. One okay. Do. Uh, the rest is about five or six movies, and then you get between 20 minutes to 45-minute break between. Getting food is hard. A lot of people end up skipping films because they want to go and sit in a restaurant and I guess get some decent food. But yeah, I just power through and I'm not missing anything. <laughs> so, yeah. But Fright Face is like five days of that in summer. But wow. It's, yeah, it's awesome. You, you yeah. get used to the rhythm. But I tell you, you never see four days of your life go so fast. I bet. You get halfway through Saturday and you're like, ah, oh, there's loads to come. This is so cool. And then like, shit, it's Monday tomorrow. It's all over. <laughs> so. I think you'd like it, wouldn't you, Rich? One of the... F- mm. I don't I don't know if I know I've got the stamina. I worry about the whole like yeah. watching mm. films for a week thing. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Well, I mean, Lif- uh, Leeds International Festival's not... The, the, the schedule's a lot less punishing and you're a lot more choosy about what you watch. The, the horror festivals are a bit more, you're expected to just go and absorb it all in a short period of time. Whereas the longer ones do two or three movies a day. Yeah. And you travel between venues and stuff like that. So it is a bit more open. Um, Jonathan's the expert on that. He does it every year. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. 
Um, well, we went to Leeds, Leeds International last year, but just for the one movie, we went to see Purple Rain. We did. Of course. <laughs> and I, I was dying. I was so poorly. But you were going though, weren't you? I was Bloody going. Hell. I was going to watch that thing on the big screen oh. if it killed me. I was 11 when Purple Rain came out. Do you think my parents were going to let me see that? No. <laughs> no. So I've never, I've never seen it on the big screen, so I had to. I've never seen it. You've never seen Purple Rain? No. Oh, I've got to put... I, I, I was going to say the words put you through it, but no, it's... Uh, there are some. I don't know that it's a film that Boz would enjoy. I I think the performance bits are perfectly enjoyable. I think the rest of it can be comically hilarious. How are you with Prince, Boz? Well, I was going to say, do you do you need to be a Prince fan? I would say so. I I don't think you do actually. Okay. I I don't think you do. Um, there's um, an album's worth of music across the film. Um, but there's not just Prince. There's other bands in there. And... Yeah, but I think it's safe to say that if you don't like Prince, then you're not going to like any of the other bands that are in Purple Rain. Right. Well, that's a fair comment. It's about a music scene as much as it's about yeah. anything else. Does it have a good story? Uh, yeah, I believe so. It's about a rivalry between two bands and... Uh, that are love interest too, but uh, basically about who gets a spot on the stage, right. and uh, so it's just eight mile then, really. It's more of a process of a band and and how I, a lot of it was uh, about the band themselves and whether they got to contribute to the music and whether we even listen to their stuff or not, um, and some stuff about family, uh, and some of it is cheesy, some of it's a bit sexist. You know, it's just, uh, there's a bit of domestic violence in there that are just uncomfortable. But um, there's a perfectly, perfectly great actor in that film and he carries the best part of the story and that's the guy who's playing uh, the kid's dad, Prince's dad, in the film. He doesn't play Prince, he plays a character called the kid. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the, the guy who plays his father is amazing and that whole uh not realizing your potential so yeah it's not an empty film it's not just mm. about prince it, it it's it's got somebody there it's not his worst film <laughs> it's his best film okay it well, I feel like I like you so much, I kind of owe it to you, knowing how much you love it, to give it a watch someday. So I, I don't think it'll hurt you. And it, if you laugh at it in, in in a piss-taking way, you'll also laugh at it because it's genuinely funny some places. Okay. I, I, I think never... this attitude that we should give the things about the people that we care about a go will lead us all to watch some truly atrocious films. And I, I, I don't really want to start that one. Uh, I've watched yeah, all watched sorts that, because of your your film collection. I've watched all sorts because of you. That's a different thing. We live together. Oh, you're talking about uh, basically what you're saying is show my things. That's what you're talking about. You, you're talking about general, but you meant me, uh, didn't you? No, no, I meant generally. <laughs> I when I think of all my friends that I've ever had and their film collections and that sort of thing, there are very few of them that have have loved things that I would also love. Look. <laughs> I, I, right, so you know, what of Tristan's? Would do you feel, Alison, you should dip your toe into? 
you know. Well, I, I did that for many years when we were on a podcast yes, and, and together. Did it, did it ever end well? Did it? Did we ever end <laughs> up know? on exactly the same page? I don't believe we did. <clears throat> there not, you go. not really. I, oh, I believe you can, can, can. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I just don't know why it's Purple Rain. Like, I know you love it, and I know why you love it. And I think that all the things you love about it are perfectly valid and correct. I just don't know. Because I'm indifferent to it. But while I'm, I, I'm not the Prince fan you are. Mm. Well, then just um, d- d- distill it down into, um, like, Music and concert films, like Hard Day's well, Night yeah, and things like that. That's what I'm trying to think. And how it compares to that sort of genre and is it one of the greatest things Hard or potentially... Hard isn't really a concert the, film. Is but. it the greatest one then ever? Because I... I of, of... I believe it might be. See, this is the other problem. Once we start putting it in the pile of films by musicians made to sell an album, that's not a great pile. It's not, is it? It's really not a great pile at all. It's a great pile of something is what it is. And and being the best on that still, I think, doesn't necessarily mean that you have universal appeal. That's that's all I'm thinking. The movie was massive. I think it's important to yeah to think about wh- what he managed to achieve because he got everything. Yeah. He got uh, the Oscar for soundtrack he got oh, really? oh, okay. uh, he got uh he got directed role in another film but he got um number one single number one album and box office all at the same week wow and it went on and on and on all summer because he had uh like when doves cry and then let's go crazy came out a little while after and then purple rain came out as a single and it was all just huge for a whole summer and he was mm. so mysterious and kooky at the time it it people went crazy for him and it was the biggest height of his entire career so even just for that snapshot see it definitely but don't put yourself through fucking graffiti bridge i won't do that to my worst enemy yeah i've never i've I've only done it to myself twice in however many years that is it came out in 91 i believe or 1990 and I've put myself through it twice. The, the it's black, an appalling that, that, film. That black and white one as well. Oh no, Under the Cherry Moon's fucking brilliant. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's so underrated. It's fucking brilliant. It is. It, it, it's it the is. Godfather 2 is fucking brilliant, right? <laughs> well, I know. Under the Cherry Moon you can't put the two is, is fun if you like Prince. <laughs> I think it's vastly underrated. I really do. And, I, and look through a certain lens, it, it's got a lot to be admired. Yes, it has. And it's but, also cheesy but, as fuck yeah. and wonderful. And he directed it. So I'm, I, it's an amazing achievement, all of it. And the the worst and hammiest thing about it is bloody thingy Bob. Stephen Burkhoff. Stephen Burkhoff. Because Berkhoff. he's the cheesiest and hammiest thing in anything. <laughs> exactly. If you made Stephen Burkhoff in a giant cheese and ham sandwich, <laughs> he would still be cheesier and hammier. Than the cheese and ham of the sandwich. He is, but yeah. In fact, you could just put bread on either side of Stephen Burkoff and call it. A cheese yeah, I'm and hungry. Ham Stop talking about cheese and ham sandwiches. You started it with Stephen Burkoff. <laughs> I've I just did. come back from France, so I'm just just for two days, cheese and ham sandwich. Day. Oh, <laughs> croque monsieur, beautiful. How is France? 
uh, raining as usual. I, well, I yeah. now have a full 100% record. I've never stepped foot in that country without getting soaked in some way. Okay, right. Well, I recommend... I call summer, winter, it always rains. <laughs> what I recommend is uh, the Dardine in August. Just do that. I'd prefer to just keep going, push through it and get to Well, I know. <laughs> I know you do. But um, I think, uh, yeah, the oh. dodo's worth, it's worth a little detour, you know. When you get to Perpignan, turn right and go have a look. Or turn left, should I say. Go and have a look. Cruise up I'd and down the coast. I've with France back because I, I just, it, it's a, I'm not enjoying it each time. And this time I really made an effort. I listened to podcasts. I revised my French and yeah. uh, we went to this Christmas market because it was our it was our works due basically for Christmas because everyone's worked their asses off this year. So the yeah. company said, right, let's give you a nice, like proper trip away for once. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, so we went to this little Christmas market and I went, oh, that's nice. I'm going to order a thing. And I went over and I, I ordered the thing and then I said, oh, Francais. <laughs> they is, said what? If you please, not French. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Oh, and then oh. every time someone says something to me, I said, see, we. Oui. Uh, we, oui, I mean, oh, God. Uh. And then I was in Carrefour this morning and buying some milk and I put the thing and she asked me, did I have a Carrefour loyalty card? Mm. I understood her. I was very pleased with myself. And uh, I wanted to say, we have one in Spain. And what I said is, was in Spanish, yes. But I said it in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear she'll have understood you know I'm picturing a wonderful scene in a Bond film where he says something to a beautiful woman in perfect flawless Spanish and she just looks at me like I'm French I have no idea what <laughs> Harry wants me to say something in French okay I'll, I'll, I'll say the one thing I've remembered from my GCSE French which is uh, how to sign off a letter so um, je vous prie de guerre monsieur mes salutations distinguées Something like that. It was like a tune into long-wave radio then for it a minute. Was, it was. actually hearing voices from France. I want, I want an out of 10 score for that, Harry, please. <laughs> oh, but I, I had a plan going to this do yesterday because we, get, we got there in the morning and we were staying at the hotel having a meal in the evening. I, I am not starting drinking until 7 p.m. because Boz is a lightweight. Everybody knows this. So they will end up in this cafe bar at 1 p.m. and they're all on the Stella. And I'm like, fuck off, I'm not touching that shit. <laughs> so I ordered a Coke Zero, zero and the choruses of pussy started going around. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Bring it on. My gun's here. And then I said, why about a nice glass of wine? So I opened the menu and it's four euros for a glass of wine. <gasps> for a carafe of wine. Oh, that's all like, right then. Go on, I'll have a carafe. That yeah. wasn't too massive. Problem is, the waiter comes out when I'm not paying attention and talking to someone else, and he just points at everybody, and they just sort of nod at him, and then he goes away again, brings everybody another round of beers, and oh. me another carafe. Like, I basically had an entire bottle of red wine before four o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, Jesus Christ. So a carafe is actually just a drink in a round. It's not, it's, it's not like you're a compliment. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Pro tip, when one of your mates makes fun of you for not drinking enough or quick enough or the right thing, make that mate the one you throw up on later in the evening. That's right. <laughs> that, that's always a fun little game I like. I to told play. you I wasn't going to I drink. Tell, so I'm going to show you and you will remember. <laughs> you remember that night I threw up on you? Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I managed to extricate myself from the bar. I went back to the hotel. Um <coughs> 
And at this point, I'm like, ah, there's, there's a gym there. I'm just going to go and get changed. I'm going to work out drunk. That'll be fun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got good blood flow, haven't you? Really? It's a hotel. It was lovely. I went, oh, the room's beautiful. And it's nice. Look how comfy the bed is. Jumped on the bed and then woke up with a start. Got my phone out. What time's dinner? Uh, half past seven. Shit, it's 7.25. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck. Went down for dinner and then proceeded to drink the best part of another bottle of wine. And oh my head this morning. Uh, are you broken? Yeah, I can't. I can't really drink red wine anymore. It, I, I feel like I've been beaten up the next day. In fact, no, that's a lie. I feel like I've been the one throwing punches. <laughs> I don't know what I've done when I drink red wine. I just feel like my, all my bones are. No, I have Starts not. <laughs> You've seen her. It's <laughs> a bit much. But I normally drink red because I only start fights when I say, "Will you can't lift me," and he does. <laughs> That's the extent no, of the you, fighting. You start fights with randoms, and and I have to like <laughs> step in, like, no, I'm sorry, mate. Randoms. I'm sorry. She didn't, I know she's saying you're really rude. I know. Just, pl- I'm sorry. And it's like you are gonna get me killed. Well, there was one night, and I realised that I was being a little bit. Yeah, I'd, I'd had too much white wine at that point, so I calmed down and had a caipirinha instead, and <laughs> just got in, annihilated. This is oft, annihilated have, on more than one occasion, night. I have heard the argument. So I can fight my own fights. Like, <laughs> like I just sit there and let her have a fist fight with someone. No, because I, 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 I know she says she can deal. I'm not. <laughs> He's lying. Look at you. You are. There has been one occasion, and it was somebody jumping a queue in a club. And I will not tolerate that behaviour. Drunk horse over. Right, I know. I'm <laughs> gonna die. I know. So was it you that started that whole thing with Will Tristram trying to pick everybody up? Um I, I don't know. I think it was actually Will who started I, it. He likes it. He yeah, just likes it. I, I he just think, goes into I'm gonna lift you up, Mark. Casey at once. I know. Yeah. I know. How do you do it that? It becomes a thing he does. I, I don't know. I don't get it. When I tell him, it says, you can't lift me. And he just, he put me in a fireman's lift. I, that's never occurred to me. And I was like, maybe 16 stone at the time. Up, over you go. What? What are you doing? <laughs> so, yeah. I weighed more than Will and he picked me up with one arm. I'm yeah, like, no, I know. I don't know. my mind. I don't understand it. I really don't. He's... It's, it's the sword fighting. You I see, you, you want to drop the fencing and move on to broadsword. Broadsword, that's what it is. Your shoulders like a motherfucker. You need the shield on one arm, fucked. <laughs> the, the flail in the other hand, and Stu Perry looking worried opposite you, and then you can go at it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I had some good news today, um, <laughs> just in figures and facts and stuff. Um, and I saw I do owe this to Simply Syndicated because it's the only reason I'm doing this insane thing, but. Um, for the first time in, it's got to be 20 years, I am no longer morbidly, morbidly obese. Yay, dude. Beats my BMI figure. Excellent. I am now merely overweight. No, no, sorry. I'm me- No, I'm now merely obese. So I look forward to being overweight. So you, <laughs> well done, yeah, though. I'm so pleased because I've, I've been through this journey, coming down from the red to the orange to the yellow. Welcome mm. to the yellow. Enjoy I'm yourself, a, though. I'm, I'm green. <laughs> I, Is it green? No. Yeah, but you know what? There's, BMIs are really, really... Red. <laughs> red, red's uh, morbidly obese, and yeah, just, okay. yeah, really pack it in. And then, then you then you were last at orange, now you're in yellow. 
Um, so uh, green is where you want to be, but at the top end of the green, just get yourself into the green and stay there. That's where well, you're healthiest. Bone weight. I don't think I'm ever going to get into what they call ideal, but I will. Overweight for me is normal for everybody else. I think so. I'm gonna. Well, if I can get to that point, I'll be quite happy. Exactly. I don't so. think BMI is a good indicator anyway. So no, I don't. You know, it's how you feel and how your clothes fit and you know what you get out looking in the mirror. That's what matters. Mm. Because I went down too far and uh, the the figure in my mind was okay. And then I got there and I went, I don't like that. I'm gonna put my. I'm gonna put some weight on. And mm. I decided to go up a half a stone. And I'm around about 11, 11 to f- 11, 4. And that's perfect for me. I don't feel mm. gone. I, I don't have people going, you look poorly. Are you all right? <laughs> right. I, I've just I've just found a healthy weight chart based on body mass index. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and I am very heavily overweight. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> no, I, it was like, I know I'm overweight, but really... Go, I need to find What's a different the figure then. That I don't know. Hang on. Uh, let's see. There's an NHS website thingy that does it for you quite simply. But... Yeah, I think I've just found that. Uh, right, height weight chart. So I'm 5'10 and my weight in kilograms. Oh, why would you be that fucking. I think I'm roughly. I think I'm somewhere between 14 and 15 stone, but I carry it well. And at 5'10", that, oh, I'm in the orange there, which is just overweight. Yeah, see, that, that's, that's where I'm going to end up. <laughs> yeah, that's... I, do you know what, though? I've come to terms with it, because eventually, you, you know, you hit your 30s, and it's like, well, I'm not... I, I don't have to look great anymore, because I've got Alison now, so <laughs> I can sort of, you know, let myself go a little bit. And I, I feel like around the time I hit 30... Uh, we we sort of discovered this whole like well just wear jumpers that are really big and woolly and be cuddly <laughs> and people like that and it's like okay I can do that and so I've I've just gone with the woolly jumper thing ever since and uh, when I hit forty I intend to add slippers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm forty already, so shut up. Um- <laughs> Get some slippers. It's fine. Just you know. The is, is I. I... I've said I didn't want to become like the fitness bore person who's sort of found their way and is is happy with it and now just wants to tell the world and it's like I'm I'm failing on on that point <laughs> um, so much so I I actually signed you're gonna laugh at this I signed up this week to be an instructor. Oh, wicked! Boz the fitness instructor. <laughs> That's awesome. Cool. Get yeah. it done. I've literally just finished the level one certification video it's like holy fuck it destroyed me and did it yeah well you have to log a hundred hours doing the system and um i they let you take up to six months of stuff you've already done up to the date you signed up so Mm. i've gone through all of my records and i've done 91 workouts since i started wow that's got to be close to 100 hours and it adds up it's only 58 hours oh (laughs) hang on hang on Hang on, I I don't need to be fit or good at running to tell someone else how to be good at running, surely. Surely I can just be like, hang around the gym and go to people, go on, get on that then. And I'm doing it. (laughs) Mm. What's that got to do with me working out? It's all about them, the instructor thing, surely. I don't don't know. A lot lot of it's in demonstration of where you can go, so they do want you to be at a certain level of ability before you start. I I should do that as well. I'd Mm. be like, this is run faster. This is run slow, and I'll watch me run for three yards. There you go. That's 
<laughs> if I do four, I might die. And my well, angles I are a bit weak. want to still be a bit fat when I start teaching, because then what, what better to say, look, do I look like a fitness instructor if it worked yeah. for me? Then... <laughs> yeah. But it isn't just, just, the system is about rebuilding your body. It's not about, it's not just about weight loss. So I'm like, everybody I talk to who's got like a, well, I can't exercise because, I'm like, you can do this. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. I, I can't do any exercise. I'm like, you can do this. Yeah. And this week they released a system for 55 plus and mobility impaired people. And the first three workouts, you don't get out of bed. That and sounds the, like something I should get on with. <laughs> yeah. You did that thing in your sleep where your feet go up and down. There you go. That's workout. Yeah. Well, he punches <laughs> No, he lies on his front, right? And he puts one foot in the air. And uh, it stays up there until there's no blood in it. And then it slowly, slowly lowers. And just as it's reaching the bed, the other one lifts up and goes up to 90 degrees. It's bizarre. <laughs> and he just does that for, for ages until then you have to move a hundred times, flipping your pillow. <laughs> and then the legs come up and down again. It's funny. But I uh, saw a friend of mine uh, at the conference couple of weeks ago and it was one of those occasions where you know you last saw someone and they were a lot you know heavy and uh and that's how you've known them forever and ever and uh i walked in and i saw him out of the periphery and my head nearly gave me whiplash Mm. he'd lost about six and a half stone in between me last seeing him and now (laughs) and uh and he's done it he, he found um Man V Fat. Have you heard of them? No. They're a rock band. No, they're a football league for for fat guys. Okay. You've, okay. Got, you've got to have a minimum BMI uh, of uh, obese. And basically mm. you put you play football in a league and um, it's based on not just your points scored on the pitch, but your weight as a team. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, yeah, and and if you get you know if you get, hit your goals, you're out. <laughs> you can't do it anymore. Yes. It's fucking brilliant. Um, so he's getting an awful lot out of that. Um, oh, and and really enjoying playing football again because it's been I, years like and years that. and years since he's done it. So yeah, man v fat. <laughs> he's loving it. I thought it was Would such be. a great idea. There seems to be a bit of a boost in things for people to be involved in that are physical. Yeah. Like that, that Tough Mudder thing. Yeah. That oh, lots that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's for fucking nutters. But I know people that have done it. Yeah. No, plenty of people we have done all it. Do. I work yeah. with people who've done it. Um, I just serve the people their breakfast. Sorry, say that again, boss. I was like, I've lost two stones standing in front of my TV watching movies while I do it. So I think I've found my perfect way of losing weight. Just stand up. Exactly. I, that's how I lost mine. I just didn't sit down. I ain't going outside. <laughs> Yeah, it's, why, why? It's, it's fucking cold. It was snowing last night. It was you see those people running in the pissing sleet, and you're like, nah, nah. <laughs> really, no thanks. No, I'm just going to stand up, yeah. <laughs> and and maybe eat a bit less today. I mean, uh, really, how many times? 130 standing still, then why run? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I'd need an Apple Watch if I started working out, though, Alison. So it's yeah, no, there's a there is that. Yeah. Should you should probably not. just not bother. Yeah, because yeah. mm. I think yours has helped you, hasn't? You. There you go. You see, you don't need prompting. I, I do. <laughs> I fucking says need good, prompting. It says good work. Um, to to beat last month's calories, um, you just need to burn another thirty-two thousand calories in the next three weeks. <laughs> 
Well then, <laughs> so if you stop eating today, um, <laughs> you could probably have an apple on Wednesday. No, you can't. Yeah, you, your body will adapt itself. Mm. I mean, for me, it, I had to learn how to be hungry again. I didn't re when when I. Uh, first taught myself properly what hunger was I was like oh I've been kidding myself when mm. I've said the phrase I'm starving what I've meant yeah. is there's an inch I'll spare of my esophagus that I need to cram down <laughs> and um, I, I didn't really understand that and I'd been raised with the notion that you do not leave anything on your plate yeah, me you too. clear that plate mm -hmm. and teaching myself to leave food was massive so I just had to do those two things and I'm sorted. And it was psychological, really. I still want to eat like a fat person. <laughs> I really do, because I love food. But I physically can't anymore. I managed to limit myself to a hot dog with uh, sauerkraut and a small Belgian waffle at the, at the fair yesterday. I there want was, that. There were churros and there was uh, everything, like macaroons. And, oh, I was, yeah. oh, just, and those oh, lovely, lovely... Um, those nuts that they do at the fair with the oh, yeah. oh they're gorgeous yeah. the sugary cinnamon spice aren't lovely oh i want those now but the weird thing is diet wise right i said when i started out on all this i wasn't gonna i said i'm not on a diet i don't believe in diets i'm looking to change my lifestyle but yeah i'm not gonna forbid myself on a diet dog on a diet um, mm. Nah, but I, I have started using what's traditionally labeled as a diet which is i use the herbalized shakes because i i know they're good um, and they're actually really tasty. Okay. And just because it makes my life easier, I just replace two meals a day with shakes, mm. and that that was all I was going to do, and then just have whatever I wanted to eat in the evening. And that's what I find myself now, because all these calorie things, I'm getting, it says how many calories you've done here, there, and the watch is telling me, and everything else, and I, I was at a rib shack, in you know the food court thing in Leeds? Yeah. The big in centre. Yeah. And they've got this like, rib shack thing there. I'm like, right, I'm going to have chicken wings, going to have that. I'm like, oh, God, they do American ice cream shakes. They've got to have one of those. Yeah, you got to have a $5 shake. Yeah, that's going to be, what, five, 600 calories? Fuck that. I'll have a Diet Coke, please. <laughs> that's really good, though. That's really good, because you could have easily, like, gotten through 7,000 calories in that place. <laughs> Easy. Yes. Easy. All you have to do is have cornbread and coleslaw and an ice cream shake, and you're done. Well, see, my, my fat brain kicked in when I walked in. I'm like, ah, right, I'm going to have a burrito from there, a slice of pizza from there, yeah. something from in place over there, just pile it all on the table. We went, when we went to Vegas, we, you know, we'd, uh, we got the buffet passes, and uh, <gasps> I was already at the point where I wasn't eating as much as I did. And mm. we, we went and had like a $60 buffet or whatever, and probably had about 10 as worth of food. No, no. I physically can't get it in me anymore. <laughs> Whereas before, I, it used to be a bit of a sport for me. You know, how much can I get down? Um, me and my brother. You eat was a thing, wasn't it? And you were like, yes. Now I see you. Oh, what a waste of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, oh, gosh. Did you ever eat in secret? No. Oh, I used to eat in secret, you see. And, uh, <laughs> Is that a fun or a bad habit? <laughs> no, it was an utter shame. It was utter. Oh, utter shame some of it was about not sharing and some of it was mm. about yeah no one needs to see that i've done that because i was i was like a, you know like bulimics managed to make themselves sick i never wanted to do that i don't like being sick i like eating <laughs> so um you know like um 
Oh, one of my favourite hidden foods was um, lemon puff biscuits. Ooh. You only get about 10 in a packet. Yeah. And if you one save second. them, if you save them, they go a bit soft like a cream cracker. Don't waste your time saving them. You, can, you can't save them, so you have 10. And then you're like, oh, shit. Oh, no, I'm covered in flaky pastry. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but that that's kind of a given though there because they're mostly air so it's all right <laughs> and, and i usually use that justification for puff pastry as well it's mainly air mm. it's just captured by pastry <laughs> terrible Absolutely. i have I, i've mostly broken the posting habit because i was like that if i especially when i'm driving because i drive so much at work that's the hardest time eating unconsciously Body's just used to posting shit, so you just mm. open a bag of crisps and you, I'll have half of these. Mm. Um, the other half tomorrow. Oh, they've gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oops, <laughs> whoops, so, Daisy. So, yeah, yeah. So look down and find a Smickers bar wrapper. <laughs> I, oh, oh no, I've eaten that. That's a yeah. terrible moment, isn't it? Mm. Look, luckily, I have no food weaknesses and can control what I eat perfectly. <laughs> and what was your BMI again? <laughs> I've chosen for it to be that number. <laughs> have you? I have by careful design. Was it? Is it mainly made of vegetables? It's mainly and made of ice cream and steamed rice. If I'm honest, it's ice cream. That <laughs> freezer has made me fat. That's all. Ice cream's not as bad as I thought. Because I was depends like, I was which ice cream you're talking about. And yeah. I went, I, was on offer, and I have a rule: I only buy Hagendas when it's on offer. And strawberry cheesecake is like my nemesis because. If I open a pot of that, it generally isn't going back in the freezer ever. It just goes straight in the bin because I'm done with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I looked at it. If you did like half a serving, um, it's only something like 250 calories. I thought it would be massive. And have you weighed that serving? Have you seen what that serving looks like? It's three scoops according to the thing. So that's about half the pot. I want to see the size of their scoop. I'm telling you. Oh. It'll be bad. <laughs> but it depends. It depends as well. If it's dairy ice cream, it'll be more than non-dairy ice cream. Right. And I'm not, I don't know whether. Yeah, Hagendas must put cow's milk in. Um. I hope they do. I'm going to quickly look. <laughs> see, my my pro, I will also eat ice cream until there's no more ice cream. And yeah, then what did you do? Cream. You got a Yorkshire Dale's ice cream tub that was like two litres well, or something. I, I, it and was, it's like, oh no, uh, what's I, happened here? Is the tub got bigger? If I get more, it will last me more than a day. But in actual fact, <laughs> I just ate two, two litres of ice cream in a day. <laughs> so that was no good. It did not achieve its goal, really. And so now I just forced myself to walk past the ice cream. <laughs> at least I moved on to the cheaper stuff when you eat it that much you you can't have the good stuff every time oh, you, you, and you certainly can't play full price like Boss said it's got to be on offer oh they take the piss yeah. with the price of some ice cream though. it does have an ingredient of milk so that's good especially the Ben and Jerry's is too expensive and yeah. now I feel the need to pick, look up their nutritional information on their website <laughs> well that's what I'm doing <laughs> I was there my main choice diet-wise was just to try and reduce sugar because I love sweets. I used to just, just eat a lot of sweets and I love desserts. So I've had to sort of say, right, it's not no sugar, but it's like massively cut back. Yeah. Um, and the, the battle is petrol stations because UK petrol stations are, look at all the sugar you could have as soon as you walk through the door. Yeah. And I just trained myself to go, there's nothing for me on those shelves. 
I can go and look at the crisps because I will allow myself crisps and mini cheddar's biscuits and like savory snacks, but I'm not having any of the sugar. Yeah. I, touch wood so far, it's becoming habit, thank you. No, me. well done. <laughs> no, it's massive. Right. It's massive. Um, my, my current favorite Ben and Jerry's flavor is the salted caramel brownie. Oh yeah, and they've got a they've got their nutritional information here now. One thousand two hundred and sixty-two. Oh, that's kilojoules, so three hundred and one calories per hundred grams. Oh, that yeah, that's quite a lot. Because your strawberry cheesecake buzz is two hundred and sixty-two per hundred grams. So per hundred grams. So the question is. How um, much? Because they say it's a pint, and then they don't they don't say what it is in grams. I, I get annoyed with that. Start mixing your bloody units. Yeah. So how it, how many grams is in one of these tubs? That's what I'm saying. All right, hang on. So it's per hundred mils. Yeah. It's yeah. two hundred and seventy calories. Yeah. And there are five hundred mils in the tub. In a pint. So it's okay. five times two hundred and seventy. So it's a fifth of a pot. Um, well, a sco- apparently uh, a serving here is two scoops, 86 grams. That's 225. So that's that's about, yeah, it's less than a sixth of the pot. Is it? <laughs> yeah. No, because ice cream, I mean, ah, right, because I'm thinking <laughs> proper ice cream scoop, like a full ball. That's half a pot if you have two of those. They're, t- they're talking about 86 grams. These are these are little scoops, I'm telling you. <laughs> Yeah, the the tub of Ben and Jerry's ice cream, which I would devour in one sit through, is one thousand three hundred and fifty calories. <laughs> yeah. So what's the Haagen-Dazs? I need to know this now. For the Haagen-Dazs. Oh well, let me get my calculator up here. <laughs> I don't do math. I don't at this time of night. I don't even. Thirteen hundred and fifty. I don't even do finding my calculator at this time of night. Crikey. How many calories should I eat in a day? Hang on. About three um, to four thousand. Um, Sorry, how much? About three to four thousand, isn't it? To maintain no. weight. Is it two or three? For my current BMI, it's between two thousand five hundred and three thousand. So if Rich is lighter than me, it should be slightly less than that. An average so man 2, according to healthline.com, an average man needs two thousand five hundred calories to maintain and 2,000 to lose one pound of weight per week. However, this depends on numerous factors. Yeah, your, so, your general activity level yeah, job-wise. I, I don't need 2,500 calories a day. Um, yeah. So, um, in the pot of Haagen-Dazs, is it, <laughs> is it by five? Two, six, two is 100, and it's 500 grams. So, 262 by five. It's 1,310 calories. Motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, oh, well. Read the, read the pot more carefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how they get you. That's how they get you. Yeah, and I then... ate that whole pot over two days. It made myself feel better. I'm not going to lose any weight that week. <laughs> <laughs> no. But it's so tempting. And uh, fat-free so, fat-free yo is fucking awful. So mm. you... you I I achieved by not uh, disallowing myself anything. I just changed those two rules. Mm. Yeah. That's it. Uh, you can have whatever you like want. Cheat, cheat a day. Just make up for it down the line. That's, you know. Well, oh, I guess the, I was okay uh, with being uh, hungry. Yeah. Sorry, I could cut you off. <laughs> Sorry. I was okay with uh, being hungry, so. 
Go on, I just don't hear now. Go on. I'm blaming Skype. You go to a mic. <laughs> you go. <laughs> Buzz, you speak. Like, Al, Al Pro Sawyer do an ice cream now. From soy milk. It's actually very nice. They do a hazelnut one and a vanilla one. Right, there there um, is no such thing as soy milk. So don't drink that. <laughs> no, it you see him. It shrinks your brain, Alison. It makes you... Br- <laughs> and the whole thing has been covered up. It's a conspiracy. <sighs> this is true. Soy milk brain shrinking. Hang on. I'm Googling like crazy here. It's, soy milk. It's about amounts. So if you're eating loads of soy products and drinking lots of soy milk you were in a more uh, risky position than someone who just has soy milk occasionally mixed with oh other different milks R- like has coconut milk uh, and almond milk and other things th- these, such as th- that. They're not milks. These things cannot be milked. How do you milk an almond? It's mil- oh, Just just let but people do it, yeah? It's better for the whole world. A clear link between soya and the potential for adverse effects in humans. BSE and other health related to meat have led to rocketing sales of soy-related products in Britain, but it's not just... Oh, right, hang on. That's the beginning of the article. So there's some potential there. No, not p- confirmed. Clear link. Clear link, Alison. If, if we all eat soy, we'll die. No, it doesn't say that Everybody at all. Does. Like I say, Stop. it's about saturation. And well, I need to know because I'm drinking a pint a day, so that's quite a lot. I, I would switch milks around a little bit, Buzz. Okay. Change right them then. up a little bit. Have a have a different one every now and again. Cow, sheep, pig, cat. Yeah, don't right. eat, don't drink pig's milk for God's sake. Um, pig's milk. Human. Hamster milk. Hamster. You need a lot of hamsters though. You do. That's the problem. You need a lot of hamsters. Tiny, it's, tiny it's little doable. milking fingers. It is, it's doable. Tiny little milky teeth. You just need to get down the pet shop. Like, don't ask me why, but I need 200 hamsters. This is why a size all right, you know. So we're not using all the hamsters. Well, it's just more convenient than hamsters. <laughs> yeah. But you could get all kinds of milks now off, uh, uh, made the, out of different grains and stuff. The don't mind it. They're kinky. They're into it. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, on that bombshell, <laughs> we, we should call the show to a halt. When are you up? Um, in about an hour and a half. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. We've we've done a long, long show. It's a good job I went to bed earlier. It isn't is. It, yeah. Because mm-hmm. you're only popping there briefly now. Yeah. Thank you for calling, Boz. It's a pleasure <laughs> as always. It's been an absolute delight. I missed your voice, dude. It's been too long. It has. Good it has. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. Cheers. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> See you Take later. Take care. Bye-bye. 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 Well, that's our show for this week, boys and girls. That was a funny one, wasn't it? We ended up having a bit of a nighttime daytime show there. I don't know what happened, to be honest. Well, we went we went all evening and mysterious and criminal, didn't we? And then we went to weight loss and fitness and things like that. That so is very daytime. It was very daytime, so we did it the other way around. So I've come I, up with something because the only other thing I thought of was to replace you with Holly Willoughby. <laughs> Good luck. And with if that. I could have done that, yeah, I'd you'd have done it years ago, ago wouldn't you? Yeah, hey, hey. Yeah, you have them bring up their kids as your own. Yeah, you Fuck do that. that. Shit. <laughs> yeah, all you have to do is mention Holly Willoughby's kids and suddenly she's lot less attractive. It's amazing. I mean, not much less attractive. <laughs> but, but, you'd you know. cope, wouldn't you? 
That's what babysitters are for. Anyway. You you don't fantasise about domestic bliss with her. That's not what you're thinking about. But anyway. Anyway. Thank you for listening. Anyway, me and Richard are off to race to Davina McCall's house now to ask her out. I, I intend to get there first. Okay. Right. We'll see you hopefully next week. I've not finished the show yet. Do you need to go? I need to go to bed. I can't. It's 20 to I need to tell everybody that they need to go to simplysyndicated.com slash everything and support this website, Support this website. I need to tell them that. I need to tell them that this show, along with others that we put out every week, are available ad-free on Simply Everything. Mm -hmm. And they have ads on if they're not on there, but that's how that works. Yes. Tell them all thank you for listening. They're awesome. And we'll be back next week probably with more show. Yes. Okay. So, without further ado, I've now finished the show and Alison can go to bed. And I wish you could all see what she looks like because it's lovely. <laughs> I'm in my charmers and I've also got trainers on. So, you know, what are you going to do? It's because you've rolled the trousers. It's because, yeah, I look like a, a, a bloke on holiday in Barry Island. Like my granddad the I beach. do. I'm just That's missing the, the, the knotted hanky. Yes. yes. So yes. thank you for listening, everybody. <laughs> we'll be back next week with more show. Until then, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Stopping the stream, stopping the stream. The stream has ended. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.